Down to Business on Newstalk. Sponsored by Flowgas. On the grid, off the grid. Flowgas is Ireland's only supplier of LPG and natural gas, wherever you are. Now you're most welcome back to the second hour Down to Business. Uh, this is Bobby here all the way till 12 o'clock. Uh, the show that talks to the most interesting people in Irish business. This is it, absolutely. And they're all here with me. You can text us here at the station, 53106, it'll only cost you 30 cent. Email me at downtobusiness at newstalk.com. I'm also open on Twitter, at Bobby Kerr. And please use the hashtag, Bobby Means Biz. Now, we're living in an age where technology is beginning to play an increasing large part in, in our everyday lives. Businesses have had to keep up with an ever-growing online world, and a big part of that is online shopping. This week in our industry review, it's all about retailing online, and I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Kieran Crean, the MD of Mix Garage, who currently trades solely online. Lorraine Higgins is the Deputy MD of Retail Excellence Ireland, and Uno Hagen is the owner and managing director of Mars Pharmacy Group. All three, you're very welcome to the programme. And just to set out my stall here for this conversation, I tried to sort of give balance in that, Lorraine, I I expect that you're going to have very much a bricks and mortar feel to the debate. Una is somebody who's got eight shops, but she's made that transition to an online part of her business. And Kieran is solely um, online. So we'll start with you, Lorraine, and maybe just set out the scene for us. We saw the trends, did we not? Uh, $610 of retail money spent in Europe, in the European, for the European market, 610 billion. It's a huge figure for 2018. We saw Black Friday and its impact mm-hmm. on the, on the leveling out and, 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 and negativity around, uh, retail sales at Christmas. So it's, it's a fact of life that online shopping is now a consumer uh, preference and being driven by the consumer and we really do as retailers have to react to that. Absolutely Bobby, everything you're saying is correct. Uh, retail is evolving it's becoming uh, more about convenience during midweek and it's becoming experiential at the weekend and I think retailers need to step up to the mark now and realise that it's an omni-channel uh, business. Online is a very very important part of that unquestionably and I th- we believe that it will constitute up to 30% of turnover in any business at any time and all we have to do is look at the statistics online. So what that means for bricks and mortar retail is that they have to step up to the mark. They have to look at, you know, the hospitality within their business from their employees. Uh, They have to look at how they can embrace digital and uh, technology as well in order to, you know, make sure that there's an in-store experience for members of the public and consumers that, that go and visit their stores. And what about, and again, this is the sentiment of the consumer, what about that consumer who isn't really interested in the hospitality and the experiential and he just wants the product in a box uh, which is just what he wanted in the first place. Like, there's that consumer as well who is you know, who is out there and who needs to be catered for. Absolutely, Bobby. And the facts speak, speak for themselves. Uh, 850,000 euros spent online every single hour by Irish consumers, which is an, an extraordinary amount of money. And that's only set to increase. So clearly that puts more pressure on people with stores, you know, to create an experience, bring their product 
products to life uh, and make sure that the, the consumer leaves and they're very, very happy with what they've experienced in store. We do, however, see an increase in click and collect. Uh, that's facing dub- double digit growth. And I'm only after coming back from the big retail show in New York. Uh, and a lot of the speakers were talking about customer experience around in store, but also online and how people want, you know, the convenience of knowing that a product is in the store and then going into the store to collect that product. Yeah, click and collect. I, I think I see that as a kind of halfway house, but I see it sort of sort of being transitional to be honest with you. I, I suppose like consumers are looking at an each way bet when it comes to it and, and that's what they want. They want the convenience of knowing the products in the store but having the human to human contact when they get in there. Okay, let me bring in uh, Kieran Crean. He's the managing director of, of, of Mixed Garage. Kieran, you're very welcome to the programme. Now, as somebody who has a business that's uh, solely online, you may not be a retailer per se, but your world is online. Uh, all your transactions are online. Uh, what, what's your take on this, uh, if you look at it from a consumer perspective? Yeah, so, so uh, uh, Mixed Garage, yeah, all our world is online. We just get shy about a million visitors a month to our website uh, and our key markets really are... Uh, you can Ireland and Anzac. Uh, um, before we go to that, actually, I, I probably would take you up on the click and collect piece uh, um, as someone who, who doesn't necessarily have that, uh, but does keep a keen eye on the market. Some of our uh, really top peer UK competitors would have click and collect rates of about 80, 80, 80 to 85% on part of their online sales. So I think for me, I, I don't think it's, an on, it's, it's, it's not a halfway house. It's probably an, an ideal set for those uh, uh, businesses who already have that estate uh, rollout. But let's look at click side. and collect for a second. Just, just, just if we if we look at what it actually is. So, I go into a, a brochure, I pick out a product, and I go to the trouble almost of going to collect it. What's what's the point? I may as well get it delivered. Well, not necessarily because you you, you might uh, you you might be driving through the town and say, look, you know, I'm going to pick it up because I'm not going to pay for the shipping charges, for example, or I'm going to the local butchers, which I'm, which which is next door, and I'm going to decide to pick up that as well, and I'm going to buy it and book it because I get the surety that it's in stock and it's available for me. Uh, and also, you may want to engage with the, with the, with the retailer regarding a, a, a fishing advice, for example, regarding advice around their product. And also, the the all the reports I've looked at is that that uh, anyone actually who offers click and collect. Uh, within a region of a store, they will get also an incremental 25% additional sales from that customer once they come into the store okay, as well. That's a, that's a fair argument. Um, tell me then about sort of convenience and, and price, Kieran. Um, like it's, it's very easy to be found out price-wise, is it, if you're trading online? Because somebody can do the desk research and uh, they can use comparison sites and they can do all sorts of things. So, so, and people often shop online by price, do they not? They do, they do, but I think if you only trade on price, I think it's a very dangerous position to be in. Uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, and that, that's on or offline. Yeah, and I, and I agreed. And I think while we're, we are all, while we are, Online, uh, we very much have to adhere to very sound retailer principles, right? So yes, the price has to be good, but the product has to stand up. The the, the quality has to be there. The convenience and the trust factor is very, very important as well. If we just trade on price, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, you know, I think given, given the fact that the online uh, space is very much a global sphere now, uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's nothing to stop our customers buying from from e-tailers in the states or, or, or Australia, etc. Okay. Uh, I think it'd be in a very dangerous position to be in, and particularly the fact that we're we're UK and Irish uh, DC uh, with facilities in both markets. We have to trade on the fact that we offer next day delivery and the convenience around that as well. Just before I just before I bring you and O'Hagan in. Um, Mixed Garage are thinking of opening a shop. Uh, so you're thinking of actually 
uh, departing, mm. not departing from your core business, which is online, but but of becoming uh, having a bricks and mortar element to your business. Is well, that right? There's two things that we're we're looking at. Uh, uh, we we. We did offer click and collect actually in our warehouse in Park West Dublin 12. Uh, and actually that grew quite quickly to 70 people a day coming to our facility, which is literally just a, 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 uh, a reception area. So we actually had to knock it on the head because we couldn't actually meet with demand uh, relative to that. So we do know that there is a requirement for that. Uh, also, uh, some of our product is very much experiential. Uh, you may have a customer who's, who's spending, it could be four to 600 euros on roof box and bars or, or, or surf racks or bike racks to, to, to transport very, very important pieces of kit for, for, for consumers either going surfing or holiday to France and there's a very much a touch and feel element in that as well which we feel that, that, that uh, the offline space actually addresses incredibly well. Also there's significant value in actually in touching and uh, 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 engaging with your customers offline but secondly uh, I think cons- uh, given the fact that we're online we're also, we're also looking for ways to, innov- to innovate and actually you know, deliver the offline experience to our customers so one, an innovation that we're rolling out this year is a fitting service so while a customer may buy a product on, okay. on our website, we're going to engage and, and, and bring in a fishing network around garages okay. to see will they actually fit I just products. think the interesting thing is you're an online business that's, that's looking at developing into the into the bricks and mortar mm-hmm. space. We'll come back to that in a second. So, sorry, Una, I meant to bring you in earlier. Mm-hmm. Una O'Hagan, owner and managing director of Mars Pharmacy Group. Now, uh, Una, you're a pharmacist per se originally. Yeah. Uh, you've built up a fantastic business with eight shops. Um, you went online I think initially and maybe as you'd say yourself didn't get quite get it right yeah. uh, then you had another go at it and you've discovered how you can maybe exist both on and offline tell me your story yeah um, yeah you're right Bobby we <coughs> set up um, a number of years ago um, with an online store and it just didn't simply didn't work and I think what we, we the mistake we, we made was we looked at it as a separate store as opposed to being part of our overall customer journey so people talk about omni-channel um, th- that's really what it is it's about getting into your customer's shoes and thinking okay for a customer who comes into one of our stores all of the time when would it be convenient for them to shop online or to click and collect as has been discussed before and we find like a lot of our customers will research online but want to come into store and talk to people particularly in our market in the pharmacy market where they were going to have questions and they're going to want advice so we, we find that by purely having an online store it's almost like our shop window people go and research the products if it's a, something to do with cosmetics, they w- might want to actually touch and feel and, and see the colour. So they want to come into yeah. store to see that. Or if it's a healthcare product, they want to talk to a pharmacist. I was going to ask you that. Is there a difference between the customer who's who's pharmacy shopping than beauty or, or like, yeah. are they a different, do they behave differently in relation to how um, they engage with you online? Well, I, I think that it's easier to go into the beauty space online yeah. because generally speaking, people have maybe already purchased that product and they're refilling that product, replenishing it. Whereas something like a healthcare product, it might be the first time that they're buying it or they have a particular condition that they're suffering from at that time. And even though they've bought something before, they might want to know whether there's another product that's best suits their needs. So they generally want to speak to someone. Okay, we've loads of texts coming in. At this point, I'd like to do, maybe you'd help me with a couple of texts. Keep them coming, 53106. They'll only cost you 30 cents. Click and collect is great because I can schedule when I'm going to pick it up myself rather than worrying about the weather or, or about whether I'll be home when the delivery comes. That's a fair point. Bobby, I had a bad experience since Christmas. Bought a cream top online. When it arrived, the price of the label was cheaper than what I paid and the neck was covered in makeup and it was unwearable. Got an apology, but that was all. Never again. 
Um, another texter says, your guest says, people click and collect because of person-to-person contact, but it's not always so. It's often because they don't trust business to deliver on time or within a time scale they are happy with. Too many of us have been left stung uh, and left waiting for the delivery guy. Lorraine, what are your thoughts on those texts? Well, look, it's all a, a matter of brand protection ultimately for a business. And if you give a bad service, you can't expect people to, to come back to you. And I suppose that's another challenge that retailers have to make sure that they deliver on that. What about, Lorraine, I suppose, maybe things that would help the retail bricks and mortar business? You talk about, say things like, um, am I right in saying that, that companies like Amazon are not responsible for uh, the VAT and the customs duty, that 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 falls back to the consumer. Should we be doing more as a government? Uh, In other words, does that mean that that there's the VAT and customs duty, which I think is 28% if you put them both together? Does that mean that that the bricks and mortar retailer is is at a a competitive disadvantage of 28%? You're quite correct on that, Bobby. It's uh, a completely uneven playing field and this is something that we need to see addressed. Uh, This Christmas it was particularly difficult for retailers because we saw a huge influx in the number of people who were shopping online and predominantly buying off websites outside of Ireland and outside outside of the EU. So what that meant was, you know, while an Irish retailer would have pitched a price at a particular amount of money, the Asian website, for instance, would come in at a lesser amount because they're not responsible for paying VAT in Ireland or indeed duties. So the government now need to step up to the mark and make sure that websites like Amazon and so on. And but that does that mean that the government is also losing out? Absolutely. There's yeah. a huge at the moment. There's about six hundred thousand euro every single hour fulfilled by businesses outside of Ireland in terms of uh, in terms of spend by Irish consumers. That equates to one point two billion in lost VAT receipts just yeah. lost VAT receipts and then you have to take into consideration corporation tax and income tax so that's a sizable amount of money that the government would have uh, for distributing in budgets uh, in 2019 and beyond and that's something we're going to be lobbying okay. to address in the coming months um, through our Oireachtas Committee on Retail. Kieran, can I ask you in Mixed Garage the importance of the of the personality within the website and I was looking at your own website uh, there's great personality there it's kind of a little bit laddish I like the whole thing about the eau de mic the uh, air freshener that you have uh, you have a, 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 a is it a racing car called Charlotte the Starlet? That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, I mean, for for us, we we were conscious that we didn't necessarily want to be another Me Too car parts website, and 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 hence leading with the name Mick, for example. So we wanted to bring a certain personality to that. I mean, the products that we sell are for sure they're serious products, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean we can we can't have fun and bring a bit of that distill that essence and bring that to our consumers. So it's very important to us that we portray that, um, but also that everything under that whether it be a customer service or delivery policy is delivered seriously yeah okay Una you mentioned uh, again your transition to some of your business moving to online you've managed to differentiate your product around packaging yeah. uh, you, 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 you put a focus on the importance of the delivery box because yeah. I think again if, if a lot of us people buying online that's all you get is a box yeah. you yeah. go a little bit further Yeah well when we kind of brainstormed this Bobby we were trying to figure out okay how do we stand out from the crowd online you know there's a lot of our competitors online and really what we what we try and really emphasise always on, in our business in the Mars Pharmacy stores whenever you come in that our team are empowered to make sure that that customer leaves with a smile on their face leaves better feeling better than when they first walked in yeah. whether that be in the healthcare space to talking to a pharmacist or whether it be coming in buying a lipstick and, and and our challenge was how do we bring that experience 
to an online setting because really, you know, you, you, you press a few buttons, a box appears and, and we bought from all of our competitors, both in Ireland and then the UK. And really, that's what it was. It was bubble wrap. Like like one of your texters said there, you know, the thing came in with a cheaper price, a big sale price on it, and it was dirty and filthy yeah. and not packaged with love. And so what we wanted to do was every time our customers receive a box from us, that it feels like it's an experience, that it feels like it's packaged with love and somebody actually at the other end is thinking, this customer is buying X, Y and Z, these two products. So that means they're interested in skincare. Yeah. We'll give a few little skincare samples and we always give a surprise gift as well Bobby depending on their purchase and that's really to get the customer to have a smile on their face yeah. really and think oh my god I wonder what yeah, I'm going to get from Mars I think it's interesting that, yeah. that, that both yourself and Kieran you, you see the importance of differentiation yeah. and it can be difficult to differentiate online as you say it's a very crowded space yeah. Lorraine can I ask you about uh, the website and the typical, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose, website for the Irish retailer. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of companies have really upped their game in that area. But there's still a huge amount of retail uh, websites that can't take money, uh, that yeah. don't have any. And surely with the technology as it's moving, that that's become a much more, it's become a much simpler process. Absolutely. And, you know, there are funds out there through the digital trading online voucher to help people get online. But I'd have a view that, you know, it's not enough. We need further investment in that. At the moment, three quarters of all Irish retail or all Irish websites can process payments online. So that's a huge missed opportunity because, as Kieran said earlier, you know, retail now is boundaryless. You know, there's an opportunity <coughs> to tap into the spend in the EU and, and we need to make sure that Irish retailers get a slice of that pie. But separately as well, you know, we need to look at those retailers that do have e-commerce websites, they now need to look at how they can streamline their process, make sure it's more frictionless and that it can be just a click and buy in one go, as opposed to, you know, having a situation where there's hundreds of millions of euros left in the checkout basket well, and, and they're not bought. There's you know, also so a huge plus to being paid before the, the goods actually leave the warehouse. You know, if you can get paid up front, uh, which I think, yeah, you know, it, it is, it, it, there's loads of texts coming in. Let's deal with another couple of them. Ennison Galway based uh, bricks uh, retailer Willow, I know them, I think. Yeah. We are online Members. and find that we have captured a whole new customer base in our own area who only shop online with us and use click and collect. We've seen uh, faces enter the store that we never saw before now. Uh, we, now that we've become part of their weekly visit into the town centre, from online to in-store and vice versa. So that's, hi Bobby, I bought a new phone yesterday online as the shop didn't have it in stock. I've researched the phones on the shop's website for a few weeks now, but I'm nervous about when it arrives as I never got to feel it in my hand. I would have preferred to buy it in store, having researched online to avoid this anxiety. Will it arrive safe in the post? And that's from O. And another texter tells us I'm a delivery driver and sometimes it's hard to cope with online demand. So it would be nice if people could use their air code uh, provided <laughs> so we can get the parcels to you direct. So a couple of diverse texts there. Any views on those? Yeah, there's a, there's a key issue there. And I know Willow Boutiques in, in Ennis and Galway and, you know, it's a fabulous experience to go into their stores. But they play an awfully important part, retailers in Ireland, throughout the country. There's a social aspect to this. If we have a situation where retail bricks and mortar is being challenged. We have a situation where town centres aren't vibrant and that's something that, you know, we would be working hard to address and to try and, I suppose, you know, help retailers be the best that they can be in their bricks and and mortar stores. 
Um, Bobby, can you ask Mick what synergies are between car parts and mattresses? That's probably from Mattress Mick, but it's actually from Tony. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds like there's some dealer somewhere. Yeah. Una, what do you see as the future in this space? Uh, as somebody who's like at the cut and thrust yeah. uh, of seeing customers coming into your shops every day, of having a presence now online, where do you see it going? Um, I think it's going to be very much a blended experience. I, ne- I don't think that the, the, the bricks and mortar store are dead, um, not in our industry anyway. People still want engagement with people. Um, but I think that we need to get into the mindset of our consumer, our customer, and we focus really hard in Mars Pharmacy to do that and, and to ask them constantly what is it that they want to see, what products online, what advice online, and then to really integrate our digital strategy or like our social media strategy and, and direct people not only online but into store as well. And and one of your texters said that, uh, uh, you know, in, in their text to say that basically our business, we have seen a huge uplift in store because of our online store. And we're starting to appeal to a younger generation yeah. now that would have not come into some of our stores. We went mm-hmm. through an acquisition last year in Kenvara Park, you know, and it was a very, uh, I suppose, community-based pharmacy and all the people there now are saying we've all these new customers that okay. never ever shopped before with us and that's because of online. Alright, it's a fascinating debate and the text machine is exploding <laughs> here before me but I'd like to thank my guests Lorraine Higgins, Deputy CEO of Retail Excellence Ireland Kieran Crean, MD of, of Mixed Garage and Uno O'Hagan, uh, MD of Mars Pharmacy. Thanks very much for a great debate and a great subject that we'll return to. Down to Business on Newstalk. Sponsored by Flowgas. On the grid, off the grid. Flowgas is Ireland's only supplier of LPG and natural gas, wherever you are.